Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to A-List Podcast presented by Oliver's Funeral Home. We love Oliver's Funeral Home. I say it every time. I love my boy, Chris. He is the GOAT. Chris, you are the man. Thank you very much for supporting the podcast. Um, Oliver's Funeral Home in Grand Prairie, Alberta is ready to handle every detail of the funeral planning process with compassion and understanding. Our friends over at Oliver's treat us right and they will treat you right too. Coping can be a long process, much if you're the Green Bay Packers and you've lost your fourth NFC championship game, or if you're the Buffalo Bills and you came oh so close to the uh, Super Bowl, but Patrick Mahomes absolutely ripped your heart out. So dealing with the loss of a loved one is hard and you shouldn't have to go through it alone. Oliver's is ready to help. Landon, welcome back to A-List. How are we doing today? Great. Thanks for welcoming me back to my own podcast with you. Hey, you know what? It's, it's nice to get the invite. Yeah, absolutely. You feel welcome. Get you right back into it. Like a welcome mat on your home. You know. How did you enjoy uh, uh, conference championship weekend? Well, it was good. I missed the first half of the Green Bay game. I won't lie. I was driving back from Banff. Oh, actually, yeah. Before we get into football, what were you doing in Banff? Was were you seeing your brother Tyler? I saw he posted some pictures on his Facebook there. Yeah, we met Tyler in Banff. Hung out with him a little bit outside, of course. I was laughing this morning at uh, Laura's Instagram picture in the comments. I had had to like her one comment that she had about the shit photographer. (laughs) I was like, man, it was six in the morning. I was reading the most savage comment on the internet. Yeah, if you want to check that out, go look at Laura's Instagram page. And Oh, I guess she might be private. I don't even know. But anyway... It's it was a funny comment. I couldn't I couldn't <laughs> help but laugh either. Like that. Was- you guys also like because I like were you guys not just like laying in bed next to each other when she typed that? Because no, I looked at we it was about like we midnight were. or so, eleven o'clock when it was posted. And- we, we watched a movie and then it was just after the movie. She was just sitting on the couch and she commented that I was like, what the hell? But it was, <laughs> it was pretty That's- funny. But the BAMP weekend, we uh, we we went to to Lake Minnewanka and uh or wonka i don't know how you say it you survived we survived oh my gosh we went out on the ice turns out next day there's an article wrote four skaters fall through the ice over the weekend and we're like god i know i thought that's that's what i thought was so funny we had i I saw because i saw the post that yeah so i saw the laura post her instagram post and then and then I saw the location first before I read the caption. And I'm like, oh, my. I'm like, Wasn't there a bunch of people that fell through over the weekend? And then the caption of being like, oh, I'm sure this is fine. And next day, yeah, people are dying in there, you know, falling well, no into the water. Died, so yeah. I'm, glad, I'm glad you well, didn't die, but I'm glad you survived uh, that uh, terrific journey. And then <laughs> another one of our options was Tunnel Mountain, which we didn't end up doing. But we, we could have hiked Tunnel Mountain if we chose to. And they also had an article come out that there were cougars in the area over the weekend. So we were like, wow, we, uh, we escaped death multiple times this weekend. So, so good you, for us. You go, for you, us. you go on like a, like a little trip to Banff to finally, you know, get away from some of this COVID stuff. And there's just, you know what? The world is full of scary things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. COVID's not the only scary thing out there. You could drown in the <laughs> lake or be eaten by a cougar. So <laughs> pick your poison. But anyway, back to football. Um, after I did get to watch the second half, uh, it was good. It was Tom Brady is just like he didn't play well. He had three interceptions in the second half, but for some reason the guy just can't help but win. And I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna have this take because you know 
I've said this for a long time. I think Tom may in fact have a deal with the devil because <laughs> the fact that you're 43, you sign with a random ass team, take them to the Super Bowl, the first team to go to the Super Bowl in their home stadium, and you beat Aaron Rodgers. I guess Drew Brees is a he's kind of washed up now, but Aaron Rodgers on his FU tour, you beat him. Taylor Heineke, you beat him. Yeah, so, legend of the making, XFL legend. You need some help to get that far. <laughs> and the fact if he can beat Mahomes, man, that's just that. And it's funny that I say it like that. Like if he can beat Mahomes, because Brady's the goat and Mahomes is the new kid. But like you would think, like Mahomes is a phenomenal quarterback. You'd think like if he could beat Mahomes, it makes sense. But it, but it almost messes with my brain a little bit because it's like, well, realistically, it should be if Mahomes can beat Brady. Because Brady is the yeah guy well no I think right? like see I yeah uh, I agree like I think so to me I'm picking I'm picking Kansas next in the Super Bowl or whatever couple weeks from now um, but like I, I hate betting against Brady because I mean he sh- he showed it again this weekend why you can't bet against him I think most people were picking the Packers because they were hot Devontae Adams is wicked and him and Aaron oh, Rodgers had a really good yeah. connection um, but I saw <laughs> I saw a stat now. Now that now that Tom Brady is, uh, it's 10, 10 out of twenty one years he's been in the Super Bowl, and ten out of those twenty years he's he's actually been a starter in the league. Um, but that ten for twenty one is actually a better percentage than uh, Steph Curry hitting a three point shot. So you're more likely to go to the Super Bowl with Tom Brady than you are to hit a three pointer with Steph Curry, which I think to me put into perspective like actually how crazy that is <laughs> that is obviously the reps are a lot higher for Steph yeah, Curry just yeah. taking three-point shots but that is nuts um, that's such a fun there's so many fun little stats like that him and LeBron James are the only ones to go to uh 10 plus Super Bowls mm-hmm. and how or, or like championships in their respective league and or actively but he's been um, to 17 championship games in his 20 years only three times he has played and, in a championship and, I know, and pardon my take, had Julian Edelman on there. And even Julian Edelman, because he's not in the playoffs, the Patriots didn't make it. He was saying this, it's so weird, like, right now, not being in the playoffs for him. And then they asked him how they would always approach to kind of, like, being in playoffs, because they're always there at this time of year. And he said, well, it was always nice, because after week 17, we were always good enough during the year where we would get that first round by, and then they would just, they could rest up, and then from the second round on, they could dominate. And that's, like, Tom Brady, he just knew that, Hey, if I can get that first round by week off, then I'm going to come back fresh and win. Um, Green Bay made a pretty big mistake, I think, oh. taking a field goal. Uh, I mean, they kicked that field goal, and even even then, you still need to go down and get a touchdown. Yeah. Well, so you need to stop. Eight yards away, when you're eight yards away from the end zone, I don't know why they didn't go for it on fourth down. Because if well, you, even if you play. don't get it, you still need to stop. You still, need, you still to need to go down and get it. And then, so the, the field goal thing. I thought was just. Uh, is you take the sh- so you need a stop you take a shot at the at the touchdown even if you don't get the touchdown you need to stop if you do get the touchdown you try to convert for two and if you convert for two perfect game's tied if you miss that you still need a stop to get the ball back and win so regardless you needed a stop and like i i under- maybe and the other I point get too it, was like, that they- not wanting to miss out on points but you need to get closer with more time on the clock with the score than further. You know what I mean? Like if you kick, you get the touchdown, you're closer and then you can get the ball back. 
Then you can kick a field goal from freaking 50 yards out if you do happen to get the ball back. You can't kick a field. You can't do a reverse. You can't. It's way harder to get a touchdown from 50 yards out if you only got 10 seconds left. And even if they go for it on fourth down and they don't, like, let's say they don't get it, at least now Tom Brady is starting at, you know, the seven, eight yard line right in his own end zone. He's back up in his own end zone. It's really good ball position. So they have to end up punting it from there. Okay. Well then you're back at your 50, you're getting another chance to start over as opposed to getting this meaningless field goal, trying to get a stop and then starting maybe on your 25 yard line, your 20 yard line or even deeper. Uh, So that just seemed like a pretty big coaching error. It's never a good thing when all the fans on Twitter can call out a mistake and you're the, and you're the coach. Because you know you're going to hear about it in the media afterwards. It's not never a good thing when Aaron Rodgers is sitting down at his post-game press conference and says, it wasn't my call. And you just know. And he's he, like, and he said, we'll see what the future holds kind of deal. So now yeah. it's going to be the offseason of, is Aaron Rodgers out of there? He's almost, it's almost like you didn't trust me enough to get a touchdown. And then, But I did see a clip here. And I can't remember what down it was. it was. I think it was the previous drive before this happened. Um, and Rodgers was on third down or second down. can't remember. I think this is right before the fourth. I think this is right before the fourth down of that play where they kick the field goal. And he, he leaves the pocket. He runs, runs through the line, and then he, he doesn't even look at the field, just tries to launch the football into the end zone on a low throw, hard, to, hard catch to make. And if you look to the right, he could have walked into the field he could have walked into the end zone got a touchdown so i look i look at that angle and i thought you're right i get you i look at that angle i thought he could definitely run in there and i thought at the very worst he was going to get taken down at like the one or two yard line like i mean there was some aaron Rodgers is not a fast quarterback he doesn't got the foot speed as a lot of these defensive guys do so much so i can see where Oh, uh, yeah, I'm not arguing that, but I'm saying at the very worst, you get to the one-yard line or whatever, and then you have a fourth down from the one-yard line, like punch it in from there or run a slant to Devontae Adams, and he'll be wide-ass open mm-hmm, in the end zone. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot tough of loss for Green Bay. I know I think- Zach Lang is probably stoked. I know my dad is probably happy that the Aaron Rodgers FU Tour is officially over. I think um, that Green and, Bay who knows if he more than Tampa Bay won. You know what I mean? Like this like season? Green? No, 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 no. This game. Green Bay made more mistakes oh, than Tampa made correct plays to win. Well, and then if you look at the three interceptions that Tom Brady threw, I think they got a field goal off one three of those turnovers, and then the other two were three and outs. Three and outs. They That's couldn't get insane. anything going. So they didn't take advantage of any of these uh, missed plays. So that, that's another thing that's going to come back to bite him. Yeah, you can blame it on the last-minute field goal decision. But there's plenty of opportunity there where the Packers probably could have put up another 14 points even, 10 points even. Yeah, I totally agree. But anyway, I think – I mean, we should probably talk about the AFC Championship before I say this, but I'm going to say it anyway or else I'll forget. Part of me, like, doesn't want to cheer for Tom Brady in the Super Bowl because he has six rings and – but he's not playing for the Patriots anymore. It's not the same recycled Patriots team other than Gronkowski. None of those guys have won Super Bowls before. And Casey just won one last year. So the good guy in me is like, you know, spread the wealth. Maybe I'd like to see 
the rest of those Tampa Bay guys get a Super Bowl. But because KC is for sure going to be back there probably six times in the next 10 years, whereas Tampa Bay might not even make it back next year. So there's a little part of me that kind of wants Tampa Bay to win, but at the same time, I don't want Brady to win. I'd rather see Mahomes take out Brady. So it's hard. The New Orleans Saints found in me just being in the same division Fair. as the box. I, I'm cheering for the Kansas City Chiefs for sure. Um, Chief, but well, the I, Raiders I, fan in me doesn't want the Chiefs to win. So that's fair enough. But like, I won't be. I won't I'm be. I, yeah, I won't be furious though if Tom Brady wins because, I mean, I'm I, I'm a guy who loves LeBron James. I root for greatness. So at the end of the day, yeah, I'd probably would rather have Kansas City win. But if Tom Brady gets that seventh championship, like, I mean, I can't be mad. Like, that's so cool. Like being able to be alive during all of this and when it's happening, um, I can't complain about that. Let's transition to the AFC game. The Buffalo Bills is Kansas City Chiefs. And the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey are very are a very good team, very good football team. Um, everyone was counting out, I think, the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't know. I think people got in such in, in such so in love with the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen. And yeah, I know you're pointing at yourself, but you weren't the only one. There's a bunch of them. But I mean I think, yeah, it was just one of those things where people were so excited about the potential of Buffalo going to the Super Bowl that they kind of forgot about the fact that, like, Mahomes is still once-in-a-lifetime player and that whole – Andy Reid's a great coach and that whole team is just kind of stacked from top to bottom. Um, and they kind of got their, their doors pumped off of them. It was 38-20. I think they ended, Buffalo got some points at the end, some garbage time points, but it was an ass-kicking from start to finish, I think. And I really like Kansas City's secondary in this game because Tyron Matthews is awesome. Yeah, Josh Allen's throws were weren't bad. He he threw some really catchable footballs that the secondary was not letting those wide receivers catch. So I think I mean obviously you need offense to score points and Kelsey and Hill and Mahomes are, are great, but I think that Kansas City's defense was played very well in that game. But I was in love with the Bills. I think it would be a good matchup, though, against – it would be a good matchup, though, uh, or to see because, I mean, Tom Brady was already throwing interceptions against, like, not a great secondary in Green Bay. Mm-hmm. He threw a bunch against New Orleans. So, I mean, if this secondary with Kansas City is going to be as good as they have been, then it could be a bit of a nightmare game for Tom Brady. I don't want to be, oh. you know – shitting on the goat here or anything like that because he's I don't want to underestimate him but that could be a big problem for him yep I totally agree um the color matchup in the Super Bowl is also gonna suck though I, I hate when teams, a weird one. I hate when teams that like last year when San Francisco played KC I was like this sucks this color matchup is horrible it's pretty much the it's the same colors on both teams so I'm just gonna point that out quickly but I was a big Buffalo Bills hype train guy um Josh Allen played unreal all year and just couldn't get it done in the moment. But, you know, that's what happens. Lamar hasn't done it yet either. Everybody says, oh, the the Ravens are so good. Well, Lamar can't get it done in the moment either. I mean, yes, he did get his wild card win this year. But I think the Bills will have a good team for years to come. I wouldn't be surprised if this Bills-KC thing became a yearly matchup, uh, whether it be in – the divisional round or, or in the conference championship. But I, I would expect that they're going to play at least a few more times in the coming years. And I'm hoping to see the Browns in there too. 
I mean, obviously, I'd love to see the Raiders, but unless they don't do something, I don't know. Yeah, it's crazy to think. Crazy to think how close the Browns were to, you know, almost getting the Chiefs. Like, yeah, the fourth quarter, there wasn't really much of a chance anymore. They held with them for those first three quarters. Um, and now it's just like Kansas City's marching to the Super Bowl, and they were so close to being stopped by that uh, pesky Browns team. Mm-hmm. The pesky Browns. So I'd like to see the Browns. I, I think the, the, the Browns and the Bills and the Chiefs are going to, at least the next two years, three years maybe, those will be the teams that are all in the conversation. Uh, I hate my division still, though, because, you know, they were even saying, like, oh, maybe Rodgers would go to uh, the Raiders. And, I mean, I'm neither here nor there with that. I don't really like Aaron Rodgers. But uh, that, that, that division with, with Mahomes and Herbert, it, it's impossible to freaking come out of that. So, I don't know. It's tough being a Raider fan. And Drew Locke. Raiderville's hard. Drew Locke, yeah. Hey, well, you know, uh, yeah, well, and it would be interesting because me, for the Saints, it would be the first time in, I don't know, my entire life as a Saints fan where I had to deal with a new quarterback and finally having to go through the struggles of finding, like, a, a starting quarterback. I mean, they say they're going to throw Jameis Winston in this year, but, I mean, be, the, the, the edits of Deshaun Watson in different jerseys are fire, and the one of him in the Saints jersey is, is really fire, so – if, if, if he can get to the Saints, that would be wicked. I don't suspect it's going to happen, but, you know, we can dream. Did you um, see I guess it's reports that his two teams that he'd want to go to most are the Jets and the Dolphins? Did you see Interesting. that? I don't remember where. No, I saw it. was a verified thing account on Twitter that said that. So Don't trust all the blue check marks. That's true. That's a good point. Just because you have a blue check mark doesn't mean, mean you know anything. So I want to get a blue check mark. I know. I there used to be a way you could apply for a blue check mark. Uh, you can't do that anymore, unfortunately. Twitter monitors and they give you blue check marks as you go. But everyone should if they're the if they're the real who they say they are, they should have a blue check mark. I mean, come on. That's a good point. It's verified Dalen. Yeah, and you know what you running that account. Actually, I wonder if this would get you a verified account if you just went and made a bunch of other. Dalen Livingston accounts and started claiming that people were trying to be you and then you're yes, like look I need a blue check mark so people know it's me huh? you do that with our A-list podcast it, it would look good for blue check mark on Instagram oh yeah people might yeah it would, it would look real good on Insta yeah sure. blue check marks are even cooler on Insta yeah they're just subtle well, they're, but they're white on sleeper. Twitter aren't they mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they might have changed. Well, technically, yeah, it's like a blue circle with a white check mark. But I think that's how it's always been. But it's just cool to sound a blue check. I have dark mode on, though. I think the check marks are always white. Oh, yeah, my dark mode kicks in at night. I don't know, I don't know how I feel about dark mode. I don't know what I – Wait, you I don't like it. I, it throws me off when I look at my phone. Between dark and light mode? At no, night? so at like eight or nine o'clock, eight o'clock at night, like all of a sudden my Twitter and my Instagram will just switch to dark mode on its oh own, and I have no idea. I don't really monster. How do you do that? I don't know. I don't even. It's because it's at night, so it's dark outside, so it's now dark on my phone. So I don't really. I don't even don't notice it as much. Your eyes don't mess with each other. No, it's like I'm looking at a fresh new app every single time. Oh my gosh, dude! I can't. I couldn't imagine. I always have it on dark mode. I don't even know what it's like to go back to light mode. I don't even want to know. 
Light mode is where it's at. You know what? Light mode's where it's at. And then in a year or two, everyone's gonna be switching back to light mode. It's, and I'll be, it's I'll one of those here. things. It's one of those things. It's like everyone went to the the new trend, and you stuck with the old trend, and then everybody finally got tired of it and went back to the old trend. They're like, "This is 100%. actually this is the new trend again." If you wear that's, it long that's, enough, that's that's life being. If you wear it long that's enough, life being back in style. that's life being Lisa style. That's life being that's life being. Exactly. Fucking wear the jersey long enough. Eventually, there's bandwagons that'll hop back on. <laughs> All right. Well, All okay. Right. I don't want to talk enough football. I do want to talk about uh, my favorite vodka brand in the history of the damn world. It's Latitude 55, located in Grand Prairie, Alberta. Latitude 55 is rooted in a collaborative love for finely crafted spirits and pride in the place we all call home. They create every spirit with local grains and botanicals, and they look to the community to find inspiration for unique quality flavors. Every bottle from Latitude 55 is created with hard work and passion. And like I said, Latitude 55 makes the good company vodka. We talk about it a lot on this podcast. So when you are together with friends, when you want to relax and enjoy the Alberta way, that's why they created this good company vodka. It's a smooth, easy drinking product that will leave you and your friends feeling completely satisfied without breaking the bank on high priced spirits. Find good company at a retailer near you. And if you can't find it, Ask them to bring it in. Like Landon was saying last week that you just you just ask them to bring it in. They'll bring it in. Everyone, they can find it. It's easy to find. And if you bring it in, the, the, the company that you're buying it from, they might be stoked because the good company's flying off their shelves. You brought them more business. So it's time to relax and enjoy a good company vodka from Latitude 55. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah, nice little natural ad read. Felt good. Um, transition to hockey. We, uh, I guess we could probably talk about the big trade in the NHL to start That's things great. off. Um, yeah, I don't know if you heard. Um, big old Pierre-Luc Dubois and a third rounder going from the Columbus Blue Jackets over to Winnipeg. It's a big hockey trade um, for Patrick Laine and Jack Roslevic. Um, I'll get. What are your thoughts on the deal, Landon? What a okay. I got I got two mixed bag thoughts here. First of all, what a mess of a deal because both of them wanted bigger markets. Uh, I guess Roslavic got what he wanted. He gets to go home and be and a local player. From there. But Line a wanted to play in a big market. He, he didn't like Winnipeg because it was small north, mm-hmm. not a lot to do. Well, hence, it, you're essentially in the Winnipeg of America now. Uh, and I mean, you could go visit. The I heard a thing. I heard a thing about uh, maybe Shifley and Wheeler weren't treating him very well. Yeah, I did. Hear or that. That's what floating around, but I don't know. But, I'm not sure what the validity is there. Anywho, uh, it'll be interesting. I don't think he'll stay in Columbus that long. I think they'll maybe use him one or two years and then flip him. I think once his R or his uh, new deal is up, he or sorry. They got to sign a new deal. They'll sign a bridge deal. He'll play that, and then he'll be out of there. Um, I do think it's a great trade for for Winnipeg. Um, they get that center depth. I saw I saw a post on Twitter, and it was like, with the Pierre-Luc Dubois trade to Winnipeg, where do you see these two centers ranking behind the other two one-two punches in the league? And it was like, it was like McDavid, Dreisaitl, Tavares, Matthews. Crosby, Malkin, and then Shifley and Dubois. And I was like, behind all three of them. 
That's, that was a stupid question. But anyway, I do like the trade. They have a really well-rounded roster in Winnipeg of just well-rounded players. It sounds weird to say that, but they got Shifley, Wheeler, Dubois, Kyle Connor, Nick Ellers, Neil Pionk, J- Josh Morrissey, and Hellebuck in the, Hellebuck. On the back end. Yeah, that's that's eight solid players to build around who a lot of them aren't making crazy amounts of money, uh, especially in Dubois right now. So at least you have the next two years where you can, you know, try and make something happen. They look good. They're four and one. They Or did they lose the other day? No, they didn't lose. They're four and one, which is way better than I thought they were going to be. Um, I like it more for Winnipeg than I do for Columbus, but who knows? It might work out for Columbus. They got two players, so. Your yeah, thoughts? I think uh, hopefully I'm hoping that the Jack Rosovic thing will help, like probably work out for Columbus. Um, at least that's a guy who he at least wants to sort of be there. Like he already resigned that contract, two years, uh, 1.9 um, per year. Um, so hopefully that one turns out. He never really got much of a chance in Winnipeg, and I don't think he wanted to be there, which is a kind of a common thing you're hearing. The guys don't want to be somewhere. Um, but hopefully he gets an opportunity. I think Columbus hopes that he can be a really good player. Um, and then the Patrick Line, it'll be, it'll be like a bust. It'll work or it won't. It'll be something that nobody expects. And Patrick Line and John Tortorella are just like the perfect pairing, and nobody expected it. And maybe he's the next Columbus Blue Jackets legend. Like I think Line can score forty goals. He's got a wicked shot. Um, he just needs to be. He just needs to be inserted. Uh, used correctly, but he also needs to be inserted in the game and or like. I don't know how I'm trying to describe this. He needs to like be dedicated to wanting to be there and consistently playing each night. Um, Cause he, he did have lazy nights in Winnipeg where he would kind of take the night off. And as you can see, if you're not playing hard, John Tortorella will sit you. He did it with Dubois. Obviously, you know, he was wanting out of there, but he's not afraid to sit guys down and, you know, yell at them on the bench, for example. Um, I think Columbus got a lot back. If you think about like line a being a 40 goal scorer and we don't know what the potential is for Jack Rosovic. And then Dubois just, he's closer to family now and he's finally, he's playing on a team where he's like a second line center and he's not the first line center, which I think would create better matchups for him. Um, I mean, in the Leafs, he was dominant against the Leafs in playoffs. Like he worked us. He's a guy that works really, really hard in the corners and battles for the puck. Um, so I think in Winnipeg, that would probably fit in with their philosophy in terms of like grinding teams down and, and taking opportunities and making the most out of them. Um, so I don't know. I think I like the trade for both ends. We'll see what happens in the future, though, with line A and, and with all these other guys that you have yet to be signed. But I think it's, a, it's an exciting to see a, a trade like that in, in the NHL. It always creates something to talk about. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it is definitely something to talk about. It's weird, though, like, in a year like co- the COVID year, because now like, well, Lion is hurt, but Roslovic was on the ice for practice immediately because they don't have to quarantine in America. But then Pierre-Luc Dubois has to wait 14 days before he can play, which kind of sucks for the Jets. Yeah, that's a tough to... one. I mean, tough for my is... fantasy league. I got both of them. It is what it is. But I, I, I mean, as a Leaf fan for this one year, it sucks to have bring in a guy like Dubois who beat us up in the playoffs, and now we got to play him another nine times. So, who knows? Uh, I think it'll work out for both sides. One thing, this has nothing to do with the trade that I was thinking, is uh, how are teams getting to Winnipeg? Because typically they fly into America and drive across the border to Winnipeg. 
because Winnipeg doesn't have an airport. So I yeah, have no I have idea. no idea. I, I feel have like, no idea how they're getting. I feel it. like Winnipeg is Winnipeg is sort of like a like does it really exist kind of thing? Like yeah. I don't know. Like there's no airport. Do we? Is it really in Manitoba? We I don't know. I haven't heard any any this, confirming confirming news that it exists. This could be a huge conspiracy theory, and everyone in Winnipeg doesn't actually live in Winnipeg. Perhaps the arena is not in Winnipeg and all those Jets players are just pretending to live in Winnipeg. And in fact, they live in America just over the border where it's closer to the airport. And that's why we're all confused. And it's just a giant, everybody's in on it, except people who it's don't been, know. It's, been, it's just been a mirage this whole time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think. I um, other NHL news. Is there any other NHL news that you really want to talk about? The Leafs play tonight, which is exciting. Um, the Leafs look pretty good. Kachuk I don't have anything specific. Did not fall on Campbell. Yeah. I, it's coming from a Leafs fan. Relax, people. Like, you overanalyze stuff. If, and like Kachuk even said and his coach, if that was any other player, we wouldn't even be talking about it. So get out of here. Although I would love yeah, to see no, a fight. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I, fight. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, we're definitely in the in the minority of Leaf fans in the minority of Leaf fans that believe that Chuck didn't uh, do a pile driver on Jack Campbell's back. I looked at it a, a bunch of times, and yes, he falls on his back, but it just doesn't look like. I mean, the way they're making it sound like Matthew Kachuk assaulted Jack Campbell, like it was like this guy needs to get thirty days in in, in juvenile detention. Um, and he is the spawn of Satan, which I just, I mean, come on. He gets under guys' skins, and people just love to hate on guys like that. Um, just like Brad Marchand, just like Tom Wilson, Matthew Kachuk is kind of part of that category now. If he does sort of anything, then guys are going to rip on it. Um, like we were talking earlier, everyone wants Wayne Simmons to fight Kachuk. I don't see that happening. There's really no, there's no reason for Kachuk to do it. I mean, why would you fight Wayne Simmons? You might get absolutely worked and be out yeah. for the game. Mm-hmm. And that's a first-line guy compared to a fourth-line guy and some power play minutes in Wayne Simmons, where his power play minutes can easily be uh, figured out by another player. Um, the mean, Dallas Stars have started off incredibly hot. Joe Pavelski had seven points in two games. Two um, they won that first game, 7 nothing against the Predators. They've just been eager to get at it. So that's wicked to see. They're obviously a, a huge contender, it looks like, this year. Yep. Um... And then, I mean, other there's not too much to talk about. It's kind of a weird time because, uh, like, a trade took up all the news, really. Yeah, there, well, like, there's lots happening, but at the same time, it seems like there's not a lot happening because everybody's just playing each other. This, you know, like Vancouver had three games this week, but they're all against Montreal, so it kind of just yeah. seems like one big loss because they lost all three games. Or no, did, the no, Oilers put Tyler were, Ennis on waivers. Nobody claimed him. Nope. That was sad. Thought the Leafs might claim him, but that's okay. Um, what, there was one thing I was going to say. Jake Paul is going to fight uh, some UFC guy. I'm just right. reading TSN headlines at this point oh, to see if I can okay. find some hockey news for everybody. Fair enough. But, uh, I mean, it's, it's exciting. I love being able to watch a hockey game every night if I want to. Oh, here's something we could talk about. There was one game last night, and oh. it was it was Ottawa and Vancouver, which, whatever, they got to play each other, scheduled at 8 p.m. Mountain, so 7 p.m. Pacific, 
I understand the games in Vancouver and 7 p.m. is prime time. But why wouldn't you make it 5 o'clock Pacific? Nobody's in Vancouver is going to complain about having the game two hours earlier. It's still after work or even 6 o'clock. Like, because out east, for the people in Ottawa who want to watch, it was 10. And then you're going to bed at yeah. 1 a.m. People got to work, like, especially when there's one game. Like, it would make more sense if there were more games and they were at 5 o'clock. And then, oh, sorry, you have to have the late slot because you're in Vancouver. Totally makes sense. There's one game. What the hell are you doing? I had, yeah, I was so, I hadn't, I, my brain was in a kerfuffle because I didn't know what to do from 5 p.m. till 8. And I was like, what do I do with my time? Turn, I ended up reading like 100 pages of my book. So good for me. I know. I was so upset when I looked on my fantasy team in the A-list league and I saw absolutely nobody on my team is playing. And I'm like, what the hell? Why is there only one game tonight? And I wonder if there'd be more games tonight if like all those other teams hadn't gotten like COVID or like the COVID mm -hmm. protocol game canceled. So maybe they would have had more games, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Uh, yeah, I guess we can move on to the next thing, which is CNG hockey guy. And we love our CNG rebels, our poor CNG rebels who are not on the ice right now, which makes our hearts hurt every time we say it. But I'm going to tell you about them anyway. So when they get back on the ice, you can toss your kid in the league. Maybe you'll, uh, you'll get some stuff out of it, including more time to yourself. Think about it. It's a travel league. You send your kid off. They're gone for the weekend. <laughs> Got some free time in the house. Just saying. The CNG Rebels Hockey Club is based out of the county of Grand Prairie and is a member of the Hockey Super League. They provide a high-quality environment for youth hockey players with an emphasis on development, character, integrity, and respect. With, you know, Plenty of core values that we all want to see in our children, such as fun, sportsmanship, work ethic. They uphold the highest level of sportsmanship and team play, all while maintaining a competitive passion and love for the game of hockey. They create leaders, good little kids that we all like to see, helping grandmas shovel their driveways, walking people across the street, picking up garbage in the ditches. You know, those are the kids you want to raise. And those are the kind of kids that CNG Rebels will help you, uh, will help you raise by, uh, by having your kid join the CNG Rebels in the Hockey Super League. So we love the CNG Rebels. I'm on question this week. Um, oh, man, here we go. Here we go. What do we got? What do we got? All right, here we go. Well, it's been a nice, you know, we've had some nice weather going on here in northern Alberta this year. We've been, had uh, some hot weather more than we usually do. But we had a cold spell this week, Dalen. How do you prepare your body, prepare your mind to deal with, you know, a week's worth of uh, cold northern Alberta weather? Well, you know, I think I've, uh, you know, I've been going out of here now for 22 years in terms of this northern Alberta air. And you know, we've been lucky. Uh, winter usually starts here at the end of uh, October, even middle of October. You never know, depending on the year. And we've been lucky enough where, you know, we've had snow on the ground for a while now. But in terms of actual cold weather, it's been uh, it's been manageable. We haven't seen too many days below minus 15. We've had a lot of the minus fives, which, you know what, if you're in Alberta, you can't complain with minus five in December and January. So, 
you know, obviously this week was a little bit different when we saw that the weather was uh, plummeting. Um, we had to start bearing down, hunkering down in, inside the house and start kind of making a mental plan of how we were going to approach the week. You know, the vehicle is, uh, is an important aspect of getting to and from. And just because it's cold doesn't mean that, you know, the vehicle is out of the game plan. Got to make sure that thing is uh, plugged in at night. Um, if you get that thing plugged in at night, it's going to start like a, it's going to start like a brand new Chevy um, at right thing in the morning. Um, it was a good thing. It was minus 25 this morning, minus 20. Um, I had my doubts walking up to the car when I was going to go brush it off, get the old whip started. Um, but you know, she, she fired right up and that's just the benefits you have in being prepared for a winter like this and just getting that electric cord plugged in. Um, again, come prepared with a brush. You always need a snow brush. I don't care where you're going. You know what? Even if you're crazy, put a, put a sweater in the back seat because you never know when that vehicle is going to die on you and you never know when it's, you're going to get into an accident. So if you get a sweater in the back seat, you're prepared for whatever situation to stay warm. Um, and obviously, you know what? Treat yourself. That's a big thing when it's cold. Treat yourself. Go to Tim Hortons, um, get a coffee if you need, get a breakfast sandwich. Um, lots of options to get through this cold winter and as long as, as long as you're prepared for it, uh, it, it's manageable for anybody. Wonderful. Thanks. Yeah, guys, I'm serious. So if you're living in Northern Alberta, plug in your vehicle. Like even if your vehicle starts fine in the morning, if you're, if it's fucking cold, just give her a plug in. Well, yeah. It's, it's so good on the, it's good on the vehicle. And well, I mean, if you're parking, unless outside, you're in a heated garage. Yeah. Or a heated, uh, park. Well, I guess it's still a parking garage. It's kind of dumb of me, but like, you know, me, I just park outside and <clears throat> there's no cover. There's no mm -hmm. cover from the outdoor wilderness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what you should do? Actually, no, you might suffocate if you do this. I was just say you could insulate that uh, that carrying case on the top, and you could get if you did die, and you need to you just hop in there, it'd be nice and warm. But you might. Yeah, suffocate. not a bad idea. Park on the side of a highway in that thing. Hopefully, no one hits you. <laughs> you could just crush a nap on top of that thing. I don't know if I ever like told that story of how annoying that was, but when. It was a couple months back when uh, we had some vehicle issues on the way back from GP to Edmonton and we were stranded on the side of the highway, but, but we're in that emergency lane, the left emergency lane. So that's like the speed lane, I guess. But like, they just fly by you. Like it's a vehicle sitting on the highway with its hazards on, like people are in it. We can't move. And they are just absolutely flying by us. And they don't move and, into the other lane. I mean, like slow down. Well, I mean, I had really not much of an option when my left tire was like, I couldn't drive on no, my vehicle. Just... I'm saying, oh, oh. Wait, were you in? I oh, was, in, in, I was, I was in the left. Oh, I had to go to the left lane. Yeah. But did you go over to the side of the left lane or are you actually still yeah. in the left? No, lane? I was in the emergency side. I was in the emergency yeah. side. Like I wasn't actually in the lane. So I don't see why they don't move over to the right lane. Then at least if they're still going that fast, they're far away from you. Yeah, I know. It's that's what I'm saying. If they're in the right lane going 120, I'm fine with it. But when they're going 130, like our vehicle would just shake and move every time a vehicle yeah. go ripping by us. It was sketchy. That's I was uh, thought that was going to be the end. I don't know if you've seen Saskatoon Steve's post that goes recirculates every year around this time of when he was on the side of the road because he was a tow truck driver for a little bit and uh, he was picking a guy up and when you go past tow truck, you're actually supposed to slow down just like a cop or uh, any other emergency vehicle. And someone yeah. didn't, and they actually ran into the back of the tow truck and totaled the tow truck and, and their own vehicle. And he has pictures of it on Facebook. So yeah. See, that could be, yeah, that's true. Slow, slow down on the highway. Speaking of you that, see I, someone on the emergency. One time I, 
I uh saw a guy. Okay, this is a weird story. I saw a guy just like. So you know how like if you're on a two lane highway or sorry a four lane highway like two you know there are different roads double laner. Um, yeah. Yep. And then every so often you got little like they attach so that you can pull a UE if you needed to. Well, a guy was coming south. I was going north, and he just drove right off of that into the ditch, like just. And I, I was like, man, he must have fell asleep or something because he was just like so natural, just slowly drifted and. Yeah. So that that I saw it, I was like, oh, well, I got to stop. I was a, I was the only one there, so I pulled over, and uh, I was just so concerned, like, oh my gosh, what am I going to find? What what happened? I didn't really see, you know. So I was like ran over there and and you know i totally wasn't even thinking i did not pull my car over far enough and people are so snoopy when things like that happen like laura was in the car and she actually got in the driver's seat and moved the car further to over but like people are so snoopy when they see accidents that like they were flying 130s looking at the accident not paying attention for my car and laura said like there were a few of them that were you know, like a foot away from the car, just and I was like, "Yeah, I'm sorry, I should have moved over further." So, you you have a good point. Yeah, you gotta get selfish on those. Yeah, you gotta get further over, and the people who are driving, like, slow the hell down or get in the other lane at least. Like, it's not that hard, especially in northern Alberta traffic on those roads. It's not it's not heavy. So no, nope, anyway, we can get out of the traffic talk, but good little life lesson from us uh, a list guys. Yeah, that's where CNG hockey guy was important. It came it came full circle there. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so we don't do this often, but uh, we're going to talk slightly about baseball. Um, the Blue Jays made probably the biggest signing in the history of uh, their organization, signing uh, George Springer. I'm not. Sure, I don't have the number exactly in front of me, but I can get to it. Over one fifty for five, six, six years. years. Okay, so I, I sent a text message to our baseball expert Colton Sambo and I just said Sandy explain to me how good this George Springer is so I can give a little bit of an explanation she says Springer is nasty he hits tanks and he can play D MVP one year he's very good obviously he was a part of the Astros and was part of the whole cheating thing but he wasn't like Carrera and those F words so he's okay with it he thinks he'll be very good for Toronto and he seems like a great guy he can hit Kirby Yates was also a huge signing too Took one free agent to move north. Now they're all going to be lining up, baby. Let's go. Starting pitcher in the next couple of days, we're hoping it's Bauer. So there is your Blue Jays rundown. Like, if that doesn't get you excited for George Springer and how well he can hit and play D and be a future MVP, then I don't know how you're not excited. That was such a good text. You know what? Thanks, Andy. I knew – I knew we weren't going to be able to justify this George Springer signing. We wouldn't be able to do it justice. Uh, so Sandy put it into beautiful words yeah, for us. It hits dingers and plays D. What more do you want? That's like a guy who can, you know, play on the penalty kill and still get 40 goals a year. Like, that's what you want, you know? There you go. That's kind of like Austin Matthews now, if you think about it. Well, well, yeah. I don't know. Playing have you been watching the game? Yeah, but have you been watching the games? He's just, he's been taking face-offs and getting off. So he's not yeah, really. We'll take it. We'll take not it. Really start. <laughs> so. But yeah, no, that's, I don't that's even huge want him, for the Jays. I don't even want him so I said to Sam last him. year that I was going to start watching more baseball. Well, I didn't. Truth be told. However, I subscribed to Sportsnet Now Plus, 
So I don't have an excuse to not watch a few baseball games now. They made the biggest signing in history. I got to see how good this guy is. I want to see how good the Jays are as a whole. I get every single game with this Sportsnet Now Plus package. So you guys got to keep on me. Make sure I'm accountable. I'm watching some baseball. So the way I do the way I do basketball updates, you'll have to be our baseball update guy. Yeah, I'll do my best. I'm gonna try. I'm, gonna, I'm really gonna try. It's tough. There's just so many games. So I'm thinking maybe I'll start like committing to two a week. I'll look at the calendar and go, all right, I'm gonna watch this one and this one. And then I'll just put my notifications on for the rest of them. And I'll slowly get into it. I, I thought yeah. about doing fantasy baseball, but I talked about to a guy who did it who's only a casual fan. And he said fantasy baseball is the hardest of all fantasy sports to play because they play every day and it, you're always looking. So 100%. I was like, that's fair. So, yeah, I mean, that's your little baseball update, your Jays update. Hopefully next week we're talking about Trevor Bauer. He's a he's a funny guy on social media, so he wouldn't be bad to have in Toronto. But yeah, um, now Dalen like to talk about his favorite vodka company. Well, I'm gonna talk to you about my favorite beer company, GP Brewing Co. The Co stands for company. Like I said, my favorite company. Open your mouth to better beer. That is just what you will find in downtown Honey Brown. A great beer that you can drink a lot of for far less than the competition. When you and your friends are looking to crack a cold one after being out on the lake that people have apparently been falling through, but you were playing hockey on it with your friends, or after you, you know, had a long day's hike because nobody's doing things indoors and everybody's outdoors right now. They're all being hikers or snowshoers. You know, you come home. You're kind of cold. You warm up, sit by the fire, and then all of a sudden you're like, you know what would taste good? A GP Brewing Co. downtown honey brown beer that you can just let sit on your tongue, and it's got the honey malt flavor, that caramel finish. Mm-mm. Delicious. Nothing better than that when you're warming up by the fire. So downtown honey brown is the way to go. Support local and enjoy a quality product for Less. Yeah, I'm not kidding. By the way, awesome. Did, Thank I you again, that. that was that was speaking from experience. I did that this weekend. I went hiking and I got cold, and I came home and I was warming up by the fire. And then I went, damn, like you know, it'd be good as a downtown honey brown right now. And sure enough, I had a couple left, and I popped one down my throat. Mm-mm. That was not a mistake. That was probably my best decision in the last 14 days. I'll be honest. Probably, you know probably that might have uh, been probably my best, best decision. decision than going on that day. Yeah. Yeah. It was probably my best decision of 2021 so far. So that's that's I'm what a year. anecdotal what a year. evidence right now. You go buy yourself one of those, you do what I just said. Sorry, what we should take the rest of the year off and it doesn't matter because uh you did that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, exactly. Okay, so now uh, we're going to have to end up doing back-to-back ads here, but it's exciting because it's the best category of the weekend. Um, we have the U-Haul, A-Hole, and A-Listers. Um, it's a, I always love doing this one. It'll be a special one today just for my A-Lister. A um, but 
I don't want to do see with the back-to-back ad reads, but we got to do it. U-Haul. If you're looking for trucks, trailers, storage, U-Box containers, or moving supplies, founded in 1945, U-Haul is your one-stop shop for do-it-yourself moving and self-storage. U-Haul rental trucks are specifically engineered from the ground up to assist moving families, not freight. Their moving trucks have more safety features than other moving trucks in the industry, including the gentle ride suspension and high visibility mirrors to assist the driver. So whether you're moving a smaller apartment or a large four-bedroom house, the U-Haul truck rentals in Grand Prairie, Alberta will provide you with the moving truck rental you need to get from point A to point B. U-Haul is home of the $19.95 rental truck, so choose U-Haul to find the perfect size moving truck to assist with your move. All right, do you want to go first or do you want to go second? What do you want to do? I'll go second. All right, I will start then with my A-lister. So things should go. Um, You're recording this on January 26th, uh, 2021. It is officially the one-year date of uh, Kobe Bryant's passing um, and his daughter. Um, So my A-lister just is Kobe Bryant today. Um, He was definitely one of my favorite players to go back on YouTube and watch highlights of. Um, Obviously, that helicopter crash last year was tragic, um, especially with the passing of his daughter as well. Um, So Kobe Bryant's in my thoughts today. Um, Rest in peace to a legend for sure. And all the other eight people that were on the the craft. Yeah. Or six people total. Who was involved. Everyone that so, was involved, for sure. And that, and his poor little girl. And her friend. Yeah, that was just horrible. Like, it's weird now that you say that. I, I actually, I, I knew that because I've been on Twitter today, but I also just kind of forgot while we were talking. And I remember sitting, where I was sitting when I found that out last year. And it was pre-COVID. That's the weirdest part. Is like. Yeah. That was right. For, honestly, it's crazy to think that it's only been a year because it feels like it's been so much longer than that. Uh, like so much has happened in that time period. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I remember I was, Payne and I were, it's funny that you say that it was pre-COVID because Payne and I were just about to go maskless into West Edmonton Mall. I just remember sitting in the parking lot, checked my, uh, Twitter before heading into the mall, and then I saw all that news there. So it's one of those moments where I'll remember where I was forever. Mm-hmm. So will I. You have a cooler story, though. You were in the mall parking lot. I was on my couch scrolling Twitter like that. Hey, each their own. Um, should I do my a-hole, or did you want to do your a-lister? Well, mine's – I'll do my a-lister, but it's less uh, important, I would say. Unless you are a fantasy hockey player. My A-lister is Tyler Toffoli. That guy had 35 fantasy points Well, in our league. So, I don't That could be more in your league, depending on how you do your scoring. But he led the league in fantasy points this week. And to get a guy like that, I, I have to imagine Tyler Toffoli was like, like a man, like 12th round pick. I don't, I don't even think anyone has him in our league. And you get him, and all of a sudden now you probably want to know if you're head-to-head or you're at the top of the league, if you're total points. So that's great. Thank you, Tyler Tripoli. Fantasy people, you know, we're really happy about that. So also like to keep Canadian. He is playing for the Canadians now. I don't know if he is a Canadian. Is he Canadian? I, I think, think he is. Is he? Oh. Well, let me ask Siri. One sec. Hey, Siri, where is Tyler Tofoley from? Absolutely. Well, I think that's all we got for you listeners today. Uh, we love chatting with you. We will do our best to have someone on 
next weekend we got distracted or mo mostly me got distracted with my trip to Banff uh, with the whole book a guest thing. So, I mean, we're, we're not, we're not professionals. We're still amateurs, but we know you guys like to uh, listen to us either way. Just chit chat about the old sporting world. So that's all we got. We're going to get the Flames guy on soon for all you uh, Calgary Flames fans. Um, I'm already saying that before the guy responds to us saying yes, but I'm just kind of saying that he's going to do it hopefully. So Hopefully that's something to look forward to for all you Calgary Flame fans. Um, but other than that, that's all I got. Uh, yeah, I don't Actually, know. Thanks for everything. Thanks for the continued support and all the listeners. If we're making predictions and that guy's going to come on, even though he hasn't responded, I'm going to make a prediction. Uh, the Leafs are going to win against the Flames tonight, but Calgary is going to have three power play goals. All, all and all, they're only going to have three goals. All three are going to be on the power play. Um, and that's just to help my fantasy league team. So, all right, I like the bold predictions. That's awesome to hear. All right, people, um, enjoy a good night in hockey. I think it's an action-packed slate here on Tuesday, the twenty-sixth. Um, so, enjoy the games and peace and love, people. Peace and love. Four, three.